Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. And welcome to another episode of Elise in Wonderland. My name is Elise. I am Jean. And we are the hosts of Elise in Wonderland. This is a show for those curious about the world, travel, culture, and new perspectives. Good morning and happy Sunday. We are talking to our lovely, esteemed guest, Tammy Huang, from the city of Hamilton. Welcome. Hi. Well, oh, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for the welcome. <laughs> Um, so Tammy has a really, well, I can't say one job. Tammy has millions of jobs and um, multiple influences on the city of Hamilton. So we're very, very happy to have you this morning to talk a little bit about what is go- coming up for the future of our city. So we already had a very interesting preamble, and I think we could talk for hours and hours. So we're going to try to squeeze as much into this hour as possible. Yeah. Again, thank you so much. You are a very busy woman. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us Well, today. thanks for having me, Elise and Jen. Like, this is pretty awesome to be able to come on to the Hawk 101.5. And, uh, and I'm excited about all the different ways that we're getting Hamilton out into the world Mm -hmm. and actually sharing with our community about what we want to do and how we want to be ambitious and how we want to move forward. So I am super excited to tell you guys about what what are some of the projects that the city of Hamilton's working on and and also what's happening out in the community and what we can all do together to actually get there. Fabulous. I love it. So you're Unofficial title is City Builder, and you were explaining that there are so many people actively involved in building up the community and our city, and you just call them all City Builders, which I think is wonderful. Um, Officially, your title is Business Development Officer uh, for the City of Hamilton. So you have a day job, which is 9 to 5, economic development. (laughs) Yes, yes. You have another job, which is your 5 to (laughs) 9. And evenings, and weekends, and 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 holidays. (laughs) And then you have another job, which is Motion, yeah, <laughs> um, which is a co-working space uh, project. So, on top, we'll, we're going to talk about these jobs yeah. today. Yeah. But tell us a bit about yourself outside of and and why maybe um, you're so passionate about this work. Well, so I get a chance to talk to amazing people every single day. So I get a chance to talk to them in my day job, in my evening and weekend job. And at the same time, get out there and talk to all of these different organizations around building a better Hamilton. And so when I got into the city of Hamilton, it was actually because I was working for Innovation Factory, which was a, it is a not-for-profit working with technology startup companies. So I got a chance to talk to technology people, got really into that, started figuring out what does hackathons look like? How do we, how do we encourage our young people to go into entrepreneurship? How do we get them to continue to build cool things and then get it out into the marketplace. That was kind of the impetus of why I got into the city of Hamilton, because at the time, my boss, Sarah, uh, Sarah Wayland, was looking at immigrants, newcomers, international students, and how do we attract, retain, 
and also um, get them to build businesses beyond like beyond like just those sort of like really quick mom and pop type stores, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So looking at it from a holistic perspective, the city of Hamilton is saying, you know, we're we're at a point where we can grow. We have the bones like by bones, I mean, like we have the structures, the infrastructure we have. Mm. We have the people that are very ambitious. Uh, but what we don't have is we don't have like people, real capacity building people in order to get there. So we looked at it as immigrants. Like, how do we get newcomers? And also, how do we attract and retain the international students that we bring to our world class institutions like Mohawk and McMaster? Mm-hmm. We have amazing people. Like, Jin's like one of them. We got these true. people that it's are coming true. in yeah. from all over the world and they already have skills. And what's really interesting is that these people are also very, very pioneering and risk taking Mm -hmm. because it does take a significant amount of Mm -hmm. risk to leave your home country to come Mm -hmm. to a brand new country to come here. So why aren't we doing something to actually retain them? So Mm -hmm. this is where Global Hamilton, which is the tiny little um, unit within economic development was developed because uh, we have all these immigrant settlement services like we know how to get them into housing and into Mm. doctor's appointments and all that stuff but we don't know how to get them to start world-class businesses or if they do start world-class businesses how do we support them Mm -hmm. and help them go from 20-man shop to a 200-man shop how do we get them to that point next point so so that's where global hamilton came in so i got a chance to hang out and talk to so many international people i got a chance to test out new ideas with some of our international people so every day is a pretty amazing day to go to the city of Hamilton. And it's it makes me extremely proud to be a part of an organization that mm. allows me to like look at those types of freedoms and that sort of uh, autonomy to actually try out new things. So that's, what, that's so where exciting. the city of Hamilton comes in. Yeah. But then on the flip side, coming from entrepreneurship, it kind of made me think, I got to put my money where my mouth is. So I started as, I started with um, three other guys, uh, Commotion Group, which is a co-working space, two co-working spaces, actually. Um, our flagship location is Commotion on King, which is on King Street between Catherine and John. It's a 10,000 square foot facility. We have approximately 60 companies that are co-located with us. Wow. So it's a pretty fun environment. The idea around this is that we really want to try and encourage our entrepreneurs to feel like they've got support, they can connect with each other, Mm -hmm. that they can also go out and um, look at like bigger organizations and kind of come off as being a little bit bigger than what they are. Mm -hmm. They're not working out of their kitchen or their basement, they're working Mm -hmm. out of a professional space. Mm -hmm. So that's what Commotion is aiming to do is we want to be entrepreneur hubs and we want to make sure that they support each other and go out there and actually build businesses together. That's amazing. I would under, I would um, assume that for some entrepreneurs, it could be really hard to start those networks, right? Mm-hmm. If you're working in isolation yeah. from a basement, from a kitchen, from a library. Yeah. Like, uh, imagine trying to take a client meeting at a Starbucks. Yeah. That's yeah. the point, right? So we want to try and figure out how do we get them into different professional type spaces, but fun and interesting mm-hmm. and also um, places where they can actually access resources mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs. 
like things like we have meetups around machine learning and Bitcoin, but then we also have meetups that are talking about financial stability and cash flow statements. Mm -hmm. So that's all of the types of programs that are around. So again, in my evening job, like commotion group, that's that again, I get a chance to continue those conversations with local Hamilton businesses that are really trying to grow their own businesses. And Again, if I can leverage what I know at the city and where I can potentially help them to move forward, those are the things that I'm aiming to do. So when I call myself and some of my compatriots, I call ourselves city builders because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, being a city builder is not about like building a physical building, but it's about building the community and it's about building the ecosystem, the ecosystem and the, um, the networks in order to help our city continue to grow and expand mm-hmm. and get there. So, so I like that's that's been my like little term whenever I go out and talk to people. I'm like, yeah, that guy, city builder. That guy, city builder. That girl, city builder. You know, that's that's what it's like. So, <laughs> it's all connected. It seems like your five to nine is almost like a petri dish as well for your day job to yeah. understand how these all these things are interconnected. Yes, absolutely. That's a really cool concept. Great. So. Um, before we get into our first song, which you recommended, um, which is great, a great local song featuring a music video, which is all about Hamilton. Mm-hmm. This is just a Hamilton love yeah. hour. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about how our week was, and then we'll get we'll really dig into the city of Hamilton stuff. So Jen has some big oh. news. <laughs> um, I cut a house. <gasps> yeah. Jen. Thursday. Wow. We retained you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah, awesome. so it's preparing, moving, not yet, but we are buying things, furnitures and curtains, everything. Wow, congratulations. Uh, it's exciting time. Thank you so much. Officially in Hamiltonian now, I guess. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Keep you posted. That's it, that's it. Just bought a house. Um, I went to Niagara. I had never been to the Falls View Casino. Really? I had never been. But do you, you guys know the zombies? That you are aware of when you're drunk? <laughs> no, no, no. I just found myself there. Woke up between the seats. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard of the zombies? They're like from the 60s, 70s. They did uh, She's Not There and mm-hmm. Time of the Season. And you know those classic songs? Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, yeah, and no. yes and no. You've I, definitely heard them. They're yeah. somewhere in your subconscious, but right. they were playing there. So okay. I was there this weekend. It was amazing. Oh. They are like 5,000 years old, but <laughs> incredible, still did an incredible job. Yeah. But if they're able to entertain, why not, right? Yeah. It was a really good show. Oh, um, good, yeah. good, good. How about you, Tammy? Oh, what happened? Did you do anything this week? <laughs> I worked a lot. Yeah. Um, actually, la- yesterday I took my nieces. Um, so my sister and I took my nieces to uh, Coder Dojo with I've heard Industry of Education yes. Council. So but Coder Dojo is all over the place, right? I think so. <clears throat> so there is a McMaster chapter. So mm-hmm. there's two guys, Sam and Nick, that run Coder Dojo in Mc- at McMaster. And uh, but this time was a little bit of a special one where they. <clears throat> they partnered up with Industry Education Council and their Hamilton Code Clubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, cool. so they actually had it in a very cool space called the Arsler Middle DeFosco, so AMD, mm-hmm. Center for 
STEM exploration and discovery. It was a very long name, <laughs> but the the space is beautiful, super high tech computers, um, mm. and my niece has got a chance to code in Scratch, which was uh, it's a very simple user interface for games. So Aww. it's so cool watching these kids because it's almost intuitive for them. Mm. Like the way that they've built the interface is that if you want your thing, like your puppy to do something on the screen you literally just choose all these commands that are already done for you and it's like drag and drop you drag it and then you put it all in and so then they get they get such a huge kick well i get a kick out of it too but they get a kick out of watching what they've done Mm -hmm. actually work so you press the play button and then it's just like they sing and they dance and they all do all these things so it's pretty amazing and uh and again, this comes back to a city, city building is that there mm. are so many cool things happening in Hamilton that mm. we just really need to get out there and experience it. And especially for our next generation, when we're mm. looking at kids, like we need to get them out there, loving their city, loving what mm. we have happening in our city. Right. Mm. So. So, uh, yeah, that was that was yesterday. That was a lot of fun. And and actually, uh, my sister and I brought our laptops and we also worked <laughs> while we were watching the kids do their coding. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Exactly, so. exactly. That sounds awesome. Okay, Coder Dojo, next on my list to check mm-hmm. out. Uh, so we're going to go into our first song, which is by a local band, Ash and Bloom. It's called This Town. Um, Jen, hopefully you can link the the link to our Facebook page mm. as well so people can see the music video. It's all featuring Hamilton. So please enjoy This Town by Ash and Bloom, and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It's 9.20 a.m. We're talking to Tammy about all of her awesome work with the city of Hamilton. Welcome back. So I'm going to start with Tammy. Are you a Hamiltonian? (laughs) (laughs) I would say yes, I am. Okay. I was uh, born in Toronto but raised in Hamilton. So I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, and university all in Hamilton. So I got to say, I'm a hardcore East Ender. Yes. I grew up in the East End, went to to Delta Secondary School, and uh, I, I am through and through, like, blue collar type working class like Hamiltonian. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was I had to ask. <laughs> and how did you get started in your work with the city of Hamilton? You know, it's not something that like so when we go out and we talk to international students and we talk to them about career paths and we mm-hmm. talk about like where where you feel like you're going to end up at the end yeah. of the day, it's really hard to envision what that's going to look like and say I'm going to work for the city of Hamilton mm-hmm. in economic development. Like it's a lot of the times people don't know that this is a real career path. But at the end, I started out with stuff that I was interested in. And I just continued with stuff I was interested in. And it ended up here. Yeah. So um, actually, after I graduated from Mac in commerce, I decided that I had to get the job in Toronto because that's what you do. You're mm-hmm. in business mm-hmm. at McMaster. That's all people talk about is I got to get a big job somewhere in Toronto. I got to make good money. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I went to Toronto, hated it. <laughs> Surprisingly, not my job. Uh, sorry, not my office place because my office place was super young, lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did everything from like ultimate Frisbee to pub crawls to it was a fun extension of yeah. my university life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I did not like being in sales. 
So I don't mind sales in general because I can do a lot of talking. And when I'm passionate about something, when you're passionate, you in- inevitably sell what you're what right. you're. You really believe in it exactly, yeah. right? So um, I got there and I was like, "Is this what my life is going to be for the next forty years?" Because you think about that at mm-hmm. twenty, mm-hmm. you're going to be in this similar job for the next 20 years until you hit 65 Mm -hmm. I was like "Mm, no so I ended up going to China and I lived in China for four years Mm -hmm. uh, and the whole reason for that was well I should probably see where I came from because I never like I've only visited Taiwan and China I never really lived there I never really so I ended up teaching English for the first year and then realized that teaching is a honorable path mm-hmm. that is not built for me. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> so it is honorable, noble creatures named teachers that have like amazing amounts of patience and love for, for sure. that for that craft, but it was totally not for me. So I ended up doing consulting work for the next three years. And surprisingly enough, it was around working with startups, working, Mm -hmm. um, creating new businesses, talking to business owners over in China that are running 200 man factories and Mm -hmm. learning from them about what is it that they were doing, which kind of leads me to a self-promotion moment. On Monday, I'm actually going to (laughs) be at McMaster Innovation Park talking about doing business in China and the cultural differences of what Western culture is versus Eastern culture. You have to send us the link. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, let's. Those were the things that I learned. I learned about. I learned about hierarchy. I learned about respect. I learned about cultural norms and business norms while I was over there. Came back here and not sure where I was going to go with that, but ended up working at Innovation Factory, which was which leveraged my startup experience overseas. Mm. And I got a chance to connect with our local startup community. At the time, um, Innovation Factor was brand new. And actually in Hamilton, the tech scene was super new. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. was when we started to see Software Hamilton come out. We started to see um, all of these like sort of tech companies start to like um, coalesce and start to collaborate and work together. And my job was actually to connect with them and help them like navigate and start to build and build a community around this. So I got a chance to hang out with Kev Brown from Software Hamilton, who is also a Mohawk College professor. Mm-hmm. Again, interconnectedness, all of these things are all tightly woven in together. Um, and, that's, and that's what segued me into the city of Hamilton, because all of this was I just started really enjoying things like building community, building events, hackathons, and mm-hmm. started to latch on to different ideas. And mm-hmm. that's what kind of propelled me because also when it comes, when I start to talk to international students, I start to say to them, what is the value you're going to bring to an organization? Because I think that students forget yes, because they go into a job thinking that, oh, I got this job. I'm going to be grateful for this job. Right. Mm-hmm. Or people that have, people that are living in this Western culture already have a leg up on me because they understand exactly. the rules and the nuances. But Exactly. So yeah. I talk to international students and I say to them, no, 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 no. You've got to understand mm-hmm. you're from an international perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Canada is becoming, obviously, we've always been multicultural, but we are becoming much more globalized. Right. <clears throat> so, like, I had a conversation with a Vietnamese student, 
And he was like, yeah, I grew up in Vietnam. I can speak, uh, obviously, Vietnamese mm -hmm. and a little bit of French. And obviously, he's fluent in English now. I was mm -hmm. like, do you know how many Vietnamese we have in southern Ontario? He was like, oh, I have a, a sense. I'm like, there are companies willing to pay for your insight because... Mm -hmm. Now you get an opportunity to speak to the Vietnamese marketplace, mm -hmm. which has disposable income, which, and it, for him, you could see that light turn on because he was like, I did not even think that that was something that I could put on my resume. Right. I was of like, course. no, yeah. you have to me. I'm like, yeah. of course. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like yeah. as students, they just think that they look at their competition, which is all a lot of different countries, but but they also look at the domestic students as mm. significant competition, and then sure. they don't know how to like put themselves ahead of those. Mm. And so it's all about mm. taking that perspective and helping them open their eyes to there are real opportunities being an international mm. person uh -huh. in Hamilton. And it speaks to your point earlier to say, you know, that a lot of domestic students haven't had the experience of leaving home, mm -hmm. figuring out how to live on their own, figuring out a new way of life in a different part of the world. Yeah. All of those soft skills that come with having to make it on your own mm -hmm. are something that are, you know, are definitely a selling point to an employer. Absolutely. And I think it's all about teaching them how to package that sure. and yeah. how to sell that. Uh, so those are the those are the challenges that I see for international students. Mm -hmm. But again, getting back on track, <laughs> how I got here, yeah. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. So I love it. <laughs> how I got here yeah. was that I got a chance to experience stuff that I really like to do and kept on pursuing it that way. And um, and I think it's all about it's it's definitely around getting yourself out there and. Mm -hmm speaking about your value to as many people as possible. Because I think that the city definitely saw my value, which was my network to the technology industry, to the startup world in Hamilton. I was already a part, a big part of building the community at that time. So it just segued into, okay, let's talk, let's shift focus and move away from tech and go into immigrants mm -hmm. and newcomers and international students. And, um, what the nice thing is, is that I also get a chance to still reach back into the tech field and be able to still talk to immigrants, newcomers, international students that may be interested in technology or maybe yeah. interested in startup, right? So I got a chance to kind of meld the two together. Yeah. So, so I think that as a career path, it's one of those things where it's not a very clear and defined path, mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity for students to understand that you can, you can actually carve your own way and you can actually do the things that you want to do. And build a meaningful career out of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect job for you. Yeah. What you're doing now. Yeah, seriously. Tell I do boss. love it. Yeah, thanks, Jen. I get a chance to hang out with Jen, too, so it's yeah. really cool. So it's, pretty, it's a pretty good experience. Mm -hmm. So you, through your position right now, at, through economic development in the city of Hamilton, you support um, newcomers and their growth and working with the city, and you help promote opportunities. Can you talk a little bit about the history of immigration in Hamilton and, and kind of where we are now. Yeah, so you got to understand that in Hamilton, we've always kind of been a secondary migration point. Everybody, we're so close to Toronto. Everybody goes to Toronto first. Mm -hmm. They like it, they don't like it, they move, they figure something out. But mm -hmm. ultimately, Hamilton becomes sort of like another, a secondary landing zone for mm -hmm. a lot of people. And um, what we were seeing 
in the past was that yeah, Hamilton was created and was British and came out of like I mean we've got such historical buildings like Dundurn Castle and all that stuff, right? Really rich landowners that now created a city, but when the steel industry started to come in, Mm -hmm. that's where jobs were, that's where steady employment was, and that's where we started to see significant immigration Mm -hmm. attraction because now um, from our past you have James Street North that was very Italian, Portuguese. You saw the North End and um, a bunch of Hamilton being very Serbian and Croatian Mm -hmm. for a while. So you see these like waves of immigration come through Hamilton's history. And it's actually reflected in how we built our city. Um, Not that we have any place like Toronto where they have small pockets like Koreatown or they have like um, Little Greek Town like the Danforth, right? So we don't have anything like that. But you could see that influence throughout. Yeah, thank God they brought their food with them. I know, right? <laughs> That's like, part of our living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, Portuguese egg tarts. Oh it's delicious. <laughs> um, so that's what we have built. Like, we have always been a city of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just absolutely a strength for us. And we have to continue to remember that that's what we had as our past. Mm-hmm. And that is also a blueprint to how we're going to see our future. So I get a chance to talk to all of these different people. Now we see these waves of students. I mean, Mohawk especially. Mm -hmm. You guys see tons of international students coming through. Everywhere from India to South Asia to, right? So you guys have significant amounts of influx through students. McMaster as well. McMaster is actively looking at um, international students. And those that next really big step is really how do we keep them here well we know from experience that in order to keep people here you need a job so let's figure out how do we get (laughs) jobs into hamilton how do we build how do we one build our existing businesses to go from say uh 20 man shops to 200 man shops Mm -hmm. or how do we look at foreign direct investment and how do we get international firms to come to Hamilton to actually invest here in Hamilton. And we have that opportunity now that the steel industry has left and has kind of left us with a different blank slate in a way to recreate the city. Yeah, absolutely. And so in economic development, um, what we have been actively promoting is the fact that Hamilton is actually one of the most diversified economies in Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so that means that we don't have any one industry that we absolutely need to depend on. Mm-hmm. Because we learned. We learned from steel that when steel declined, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're like, what did we become? So that's where the mm-hmm. 90s and the early 2000s, it was like the black hole of, right. of Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But now through the efforts of a lot of smarter people than me, they've also started to um, brand the city as being, now we're looking at being in an intelligent community. We are looking at being a life sciences hub. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have created different um, initiatives, McMaster and Mohawk, Synapse, the Synapse Consortium, which is all about life sciences. Mm -hmm. We've also created advanced manufacturing. We just recently received significant funding from the federal government to be an advanced manufacturing supercluster. So these are so exciting because now we're turning um, into more of a white collar, knowledge based 
economy where we can look at multiple areas, mm-hmm. including manufacturing, life sciences, digital technology. These are exciting times to be in Hamilton these days. Yeah, yeah. We're not bound to anything either, which is cool. I think I see all of these new innovations happening and our ability to be really nimble and, mm-hmm. and smart and really jump on opportunities as they come up. Absolutely. And we've rebranded ourselves as the ambitious city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how that came to be and kind of what the, that reception has been? So surprisingly, ambitious, the ambitious city was not a new thing. This mm-hmm. was actually out of the 60s. There was a really? marketing so campaign. So it's like a re- Yeah, it's like a revival. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we found footage and like old archives that called us the ambitious city back in the 60s, oh, that's, right? I so didn't know that. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll figure out how to find that and I'll send that to you guys. <laughs> the microfiche out. Yeah, yeah exactly. So... Um, but that's the thing, like when we talked about the un, um, ambitious city, we started also talking about um, how do we brand ourselves internationally? Mm-hmm. So as an international city, what are some of the things that international firms are looking for? So clearly knowledge workforce. So this mm-hmm. is why we would leverage our Mohawks and our McMasters and say, this is the talent that we're pushing out. Mm-hmm. We're pushing out such amazing people that are going to be literally the next generation of your workforce. Mm-hmm. And they've got soft skills, they've got critical thinking, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. You guys all know this because we're at Mohawk here, right? <laughs> so um, so we talk about the knowledge workforce. We talked about the built infrastructure. We talk about in terms of like what types of um, things that we have in the ground, what types of buildings we have on the ground. We have... S- we also have this infrastructure around goods movement. So we're one of the few municipalities in the world that actually has access to all four modes of transportation. So we have a port, so for deep water freighters. We have an airport that is actually the busiest cargo airport in all of Canada. Wow. And then we also have highways and railways. So the fact is, like companies that come here will know that their goods can move out and they don't have to get stuck in gridlock like they would around Pearson mm-hmm. or around Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we talk about those sort of things. And this kind of led to, well, when the Amazon bid came out, <clears throat> we talked about mm-hmm. all of these different aspects. But, and I know that it's a, it's a bit of a touchy subject, but I, what I do want to talk about is that the Amazon bid was not just an effort to actually ret- like go off and get 50,000 jobs and $5 billion worth of investment. It was also an excellent exercise in getting our ducks in a row. Because in the past, we all knew these things, but it wasn't as a concerted effort where we had the whole city kind of get behind, like city as a corporation, get behind this and mm-hmm. also figure out how do we collectively work together to get this t- level of investment. Because of the Amazon bid, we now have a whole new campaign where we've built upon the ambitious city theme, mm-hmm. and now we're calling ourselves unstoppable. Because when you think about it from that perspective, mm-hmm. we are an unstoppable city. We are on the fast track to growth and movement. Mm-hmm. We are also using that information to go off and get more business from other international mm-hmm. firms because we've got it all packaged. It's all ready to go now. Right. And this is something that, again, change management when you think about it how do you get people to get all on the same page and speak the same language and actually have a unified voice when you talk in 
externally to the international public. Yeah. So we have... This so was a great exercise in, in unifying yeah. those voices. And to tell you the truth, it wasn't as expensive as what other cities had actually paid to actually mm-hmm. go off and get Amazon. But we have leveraged that investment from our city and from mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. in order to build on getting more business yeah. into Hamilton. I think it was also a point of pride for the community too, mm-hmm. to say like, hey, we're in the game. Yeah. Like, we are on the same level as some of the other big people and maybe like that international student who's yeah. like, ah, how do we brand ourselves? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing you mentioned is really attractive. Yeah. I, I invest. Whatever it is, whatever yeah. I have. <laughs> you sold it. Yes. You sold yeah. it on us. Yes. That was amazing. So yeah. you got to understand though too that yeah, um, if Amazon ever does choose Toronto, mm. the fact is Hamilton benefits. Sure. Because yeah. of the influx of jobs the secondary marketplace that actually is there to support Amazon, we're only 40 to 60 minutes away from yeah. from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, like, they could be anywhere between Toronto and Hamilton because right. Toronto's bid was 11 sites all over Toronto, right. like the GTA. It wasn't even, it included, it included Halton region, it included Brampton. So, mm-hmm. like... Those are still jobs for us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, at the end of the day, what's the... Excuse me. Let's support Toronto mm-hmm. in getting the Amazon bid. So mm-hmm. it's only better for Southern Ontario. It's not just mm-hmm. a Toronto thing. It's better for Southern Ontario, and then better for Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so before we go into our next song, um, can you talk about how we have been named as one of the top seven intelligent communities and what that means? Yeah. So. Getting back to how do we brand Hamilton as an international destination for international firms? Uh, when we went out and we talked to some of our successful business owners that happened to be immigrants and newcomers and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. they said, you need to figure out how to get Hamilton on an international stage. Mm-hmm. And one of the, like, sort of, not a quick way and not an easy way, but one way is actually to get a designation to mm-hmm. brand yourself as a top intelligent community. Mm. So we went after the Intelligent Community Forum, which is a think tank based out of New York City. Mm. And they actually rank the top cities in the world every single year. So back in 2015, we actually applied and we were recognized as one of the top 21 intelligent communities of 2016. Mm -hmm. So we're like, what? First time? Okay, we got something. (laughs) Nice. And we tried going further and further and we ended up only making it to the top 21. But this was a really great opportunity for us to galvanize the community and actually get all of our big businesses mm-hmm. all on the same page. So the mayor um, f- uh, created a task force that had all the major players like Mac, Mohawk, Hamilton Health Sciences. Uh, so mm-hmm. all of these big institutions mm-hmm. to be on this. And so we all worked collectively for about a year, and now we went off and we applied for 2018, got Smart 21 for 2018, and now we have been named top seven. Uh-huh. Oh so gosh. April 4, 5, and 6, we're actually hosting one of the adjudicators from in, uh, Intelligent Communities. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a giant hoopla. I'm currently <laughs> going through all of that right now. But this is essentially to validate 
what we put into the application because we put in tons of stuff like we put in stuff around mohawk city school we put in mm-hmm. stuff around mohawks medic and idea works we put in stuff about your net zero building right. so we mohawk features extremely well in in this application yeah. same awesome. with mcmaster and mm-hmm. and also like industry education council with mm-hmm. their code clubs and that sort of thing so um, but we're actually going to be hosting a giant reception on, on April the 5th. And I encourage everybody that's that really wants to learn more mm-hmm. about intelligent communities to come out to this. It's going to be at um, the Waterfront Center at 57 Discovery Drive. It's a former Sarkoa restaurant. Mm-hmm. We've taken it over. We're trying to make it like super cool and techy. Um, and that's an opportunity to actually hear about some of the different projects that we highlighted in the application and as well hear from Robert Bell, who is our adjudicator, because essentially I'm going to use this opportunity to share with the entire community what are other communities around the world working on. Yeah. Essentially, like I want to figure out if we're going to be like the top intelligent community. What's our competition now? Oh, in the top seven. Okay, so we have <laughs> three cities in Taiwan: so Jiayi, um, Taoyuan, and. Um, there's a third one. There's another one. There's three <laughs> yeah. cities in Taiwan. Um, Taiwan is by far our biggest competition because Taiwan is pretty amazing when it comes to the amount of investment that they've wow. actually put into their um, digital infrastructure. Mm. Like stuff that I've heard about, I was like, what? <laughs> Where am I going to get the money for that? Yeah. You know, so stuff like that. But anyway, yeah. Taiwan, we are up against Espoo, Finland. Mm-hmm. And then. I've heard about this, yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> um, Ipswich, Queensland in Australia. And then our other Canadian competition is Winnipeg. So Winnipeg is also super awesome, the amount of investment that they've put in there too. So we're in with heavy competition for these um, the other six communities. But previous communities that have won is like Melbourne, Australia. Mm. We've Montreal won. Mm. We've had Toronto. We've had... um, yeah, like Columbus, Ohio. So mm-hmm. some of these cities, when you Major. go and you look at them, like mm-hmm. they have amazing amounts of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So it's great to be counted amongst them. Amongst them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm super excited about this. We'll see how this goes. But again, once we get, we're already considered a top intelligent community. So now we're we're going to be milking this for as much as we can, <laughs> yeah. talking talking to everybody about how it's going to bring globally some attention to us. Exactly. What is Hamilton? Oh, interesting. Hamilton. Hamilton. Huh. Hmm. What's happening over there? <laughs> so that's the entire intent is that we we do want to make sure that we are part of that conversation because yeah. the fact is we were never invited before and now we mm-hmm. are a big player within that space. So. We get to we get a chance to really speak about what are the best things about Hamilton and why we need nice. why these firms need mm-hmm. to invest here in Hamilton. Wonderful. So we're gonna pimp that out at the end of the show yes. as well. And mm-hmm. um, I am super excited about that. I would love to be there too. So we're gonna go into our next song, Tara Lightfoot, of course, Yay. Hamiltonian. Woo <laughs> woo. Uh, we're gonna play her song Paradise, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks. Benvenuti to Alice in Wonderland. Swagate Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, we are welcome. On 1015. 101.5 The Hawk. Xin chào. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>
Welcome back again to Elise in Wonderland. It is 949 and we are back with Tammy Huang talking all about the fabulous things happening for our city of Hamilton. Um, so while we were on the break, you were talking about another proposal that we are going to be putting forward. Yeah. Can you talk about that briefly? So... If you don't already know, I mean, we got lots of stuff on the go right yeah. now. Um, this is like an amazing learning experience for you, too. So just keep going. So infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> infrastructure Canada. So it's a federal program. It has actually put out a contest called the Smart Cities Challenge. It's a $50 million prize for municipalities all over Canada to put forward um, action plans and proposals on how they would create a smart city. So... Building off of what we've learned from our whole process through intelligent communities and some of the different things that we've been working on, mm-hmm. we're going to say, yeah, let's go for this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's try and get $50 million. And what we're aiming to do is we want to uh, – we're currently going through a ton of consultations. Um, my colleague, Andrea McKinney, has been actually talking to – all of the different organizations, everything from Our Future Hamilton, which was what the big city initiative was a couple of years ago, um, to our strategic plan, to going out into the indigenous populations, mm-hmm. to going out to immigrants and newcomers, mm-hmm. saying, we're not going to replicate what you have already done. You have already spent the time and the money to actually go off and do these consultations. Let's take what you've learned and actually put together a real action plan that we can go off and say, let's get this $50 million. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is yet another opportunity for us to continue to talk about all the amazing things that are happening here in the city, but how do we loop them all together? And then because we've already identified the challenges within our community, well, let's come up together a collaborative action plan and solution that we can now go off and solve some of these challenges. So, mm-hmm. so we're super excited about the Smart Cities Challenge. It'll lead really nicely into Hamilton's actual digital future, mm-hmm. like how, what do we want to be when we grow up, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, and how do we leverage technology to do that. I mean, other super cool stuff that is happening, again, supercluster, so advanced manufacturing supercluster, we are looking, we've got the new Braun, uh, sorry, Fraunhofer, the biomedical engineering and advanced manufacturing. So the beam building that just opened, that's going to be all around biosciences. And we're going to be looking at stem cells and personalized medicine. So there are so many oh cool God. things happening yeah. within this city that I kind of wish our entire community could get, like, to just get more of a sneak peek behind. But yeah. it makes me extremely excited as a taxpayer, as a citizen, mm-hmm. that we are actively moving the needle on so many different fronts. Mm-hmm. And as well, making Hamilton, again, that sort of destination. We have the talent. We have the expertise. Why not come to Hamilton is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So so those are the things that I'm working Hamilton, on. Hamilton, why not? Exactly. <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's getting close to 10. I just want to say um, on our chat, for those of you who have questions for Tammy or want to comment, you're getting so much love on here. Oh, yeah. uh, you can check us out at Elise1015 on our Facebook page. And there's always a link there to ask to join this group. So we have some comments. Uh, I wish I knew these people when I was thinking of a career. Love the show. Love the guests. Smart, articulate, motivated. Hamilton, love the intelligent city designation. Um, 
and people are just like, oh my God, I'm so excited to live here and you've just re-motivated me. So thank you. Ah, yes. Um, Before we close off the show, I just have a couple questions to end with you. So um, you mentioned a little bit before about your involvement with Global Hamilton Connect, uh, where you advise a young professional group on how to how to stay here in Hamilton and how to grow roots here. So, what is your advice for newcomers and international students um, coming to Hamilton or looking to maybe consider this place their destination? Absolutely, get out into the community and get involved. Um, actually, Global Hamilton Connect has an event this Tuesday yeah. at the David Braley Center. It's a search job search for career he- career her- awesome. heroes or something. Yeah. Um, but we're actually hosting Catherine Mabry. Um, she is a career counselor and also LinkedIn expert. So this mm-hmm. is an opportunity for international students to actually beef up their LinkedIn profile, but also it's a great chance mm-hmm. to actually network with people that are already ingrained, mm-hmm. supported into in the community. So as an international student or as a newcomer to Hamilton, the best part is to get involved and actually come out to experience some of these different events because mm-hmm. what you'll notice is that Hamilton is a very inclusive community. Mm-hmm. We are a buy local, support local, love local type community where mm-hmm. we want to actually meet new people Mm -hmm. and that is exactly the point of networking is that Mm -hmm. people actually get out there to actually want to talk to people Mm -hmm. so so don't feel that intimidation and um there are so many people that have been in your shoes before Mm -hmm. so they can absolutely relate and empathize with some of the challenges Mm -hmm. and some of the sort of struggles that new newcomers face when they come to hamilton or when they come to any new city and it's a great way to feel that love and that support and a way to start to make new friends and build your own personal network while you're here. Mm-hmm. So come on out. Uh, definitely on globalhamiltonconnect.ca. You can see that event that's happening on Tuesday at the David Braley Center. Um, and it's downtown. It's usually a fun night. And you get a chance to hang out with me. And I want to hang out with you. So it's pretty awesome. It's so. awesome, everybody. <laughs> um, and. I don't know if you can actually answer this in, in within a minute or so, but what is your favorite thing about this city? Man, Elise, we talked about this. <laughs> I gave you fair warning. Yeah. Okay, choose one of five million of your favorite things right. then. Okay. You know what I'm going to say is I, am, uh, I love Tim Hortons. And the reason why I love Tim Hortons is that when I was working in China, mm-hmm. I would talk to a bunch of Canadian expatriates, so guys that are from that are Canadian but working in China. Yeah. And that was always one of the things they were like, Tim Hortons coffee was always like watered down, didn't have a lot of flavor, but man do I miss I, it. I yeah. miss it. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> like and I would actually when I went into business meetings with who I knew were gonna be Canadian, I would actually bring them a tin of Tim Horton coffee. So I actually would like jam my suitcase full of Tim Hortons coffee because I knew when I went over to China, it was strong currency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got a lot of work done with these tins of coffee. But that's what I love about Hamilton is the fact that it's the birthplace of Tim Hortons. 
Tim Hortons the franchise, not the actual hockey player Tim Hortons, but it's the birthplace of the Tim Hortons franchise. It is a source of community love. Right. Um, I've never felt so much pride from a different mm. city yeah. that I've been to. Really. So that's the yeah. thing. Like I, I do love that Tim Hortons also has an international currency. So let me tell you, <laughs> if you are going anywhere in the world and you're going to be meeting other Canadians in the world, bring some Tim Hortons yeah. coffee. Camels and gold. Yeah, because it totally... I'll like, I would. I went to the Hong Kong Chamber of Commerce, like the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, and I brought them a tin of coffee. They literally put it on a pedestal, literally <laughs> on a pedestal, and like was like, "Look what came from Hamilton!" <laughs> they got so excited about that. So, so this is one thing that I do love. Um, I, that's one of many things that I love yeah. about Hamilton. Disclaimer: Yeah, more <laughs> lots and lots of things I love about Hamilton. But yeah, Tim Hortons coffee. I'm going to give some love to the Tim Hortons Tim Hortons so, business. I did that's it awesome. to my mother-in-law. We brought some Tim Hortons coffee, and she loves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not, a, and it's not even about the taste anymore. It's about mm. mystique. It's about what <laughs> it creates. The memories. It, it's the what nostalgia. it creates, right? Exactly. And uh, and I I feel for the Tim Hortons franchise owners because they're struggling right now with their mm. new owners, mm. and and so that's a thing. Like you do want to support your own, and especially mm-hmm. these franchises. They're all local people that own them, right? Yeah. So. So you want to support your own and see what see what's all about. Anyway, that's what I like. Tammy's struggling to pull back now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been a really enlightening, inspiring hour, um, and we hope that we can have you back to talk more about stuff that you're working on. Would love to come back. Thanks again, Thank Tammy. Thank you. I know everyone listening is doesn't want you to go <laughs> neither do we so just again say april 5th intelligent hamilton uh, we're going to talk about how we're creating a smart city that's at 57 discovery drive you can register online mm-hmm. um and next week we'll be talking about ireland mm-hmm. and some things that go along with april 1st so we're going to finish off with young rival another hamilton band the song black is good thank you again tammy for joining us and we'll see everyone again uh next sunday for lisa in wonderland